There's no place like space. And the war between the resistance and the dark ones heats up today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, thanks for listening in to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. Episode 8, I think. Episode 8. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. It is Monday, so generally on the weekends, you you, you kind of get a little bit of uh, weird news. A lot of, oh, you know what, actually? Um, just to, st- unfortunately, I don't know how to say the young man's name, um, um, I always called him Extension, X-X-X-T-A-N-C-I-O-N. Anyways, he's a rapper. I'm a rap fan. I'm not a fan of his or that style of music, but he got shot today. 20 years old. Got shot. That's unfortunate. Now, he wasn't the best guy in the world. Uh, that's not saying a lot, but... Uh, but he was currently under investigation or something for beating up his pregnant girlfriend, which puts him in a particular kind of scumminess. But, uh, yeah, it's always tragic to see anybody get murdered. This this story is kind of developing right now. However, what makes this... It falls into the true crime category because it's an unsolved murder. What puts this into kind of a conspiracy story is I just saw a picture that I'm going to call him Extension. Um, that, that may not be correct, and I apologize for that, but I saw a photo that Extension, um, I guess he was beefing with Drake, and I'm sure the photo will be available. I'm not going to link to it, um, but it's a photo of Drake um, with his face covered in what appears to be semen. And the picture is cropped out right where it appears that Drake is um, giving oral sex to a man. Side note, I was trying to make my episodes not so explicit, but unfortunately this this one probably will have the little explicit logo next to it. So, Extension had been beefing with Drake. He posted a photo of Drake blowing a guy, apparently, with cum on his face. Uh, I just saw that picture. I don't know uh, if it's uh, accurate. But but anyways, so they're saying that Drake had Extension killed. Oh, I hope not. I mean, it's tragic enough that he has murdered, and it's tragic enough that one or more other young men are going to end up going to prison for this. But, you know, hopefully the, the you know, his Louis Vuitton bag was stolen as well. I don't know. It's just sad. I, I get it that he, you know, beats pregnant women, and that's disgusting, and... He needed to be held accountable for that and and do his time for that. Uh, but you know, a twenty year old a twenty year old man lost his life today, so you know, that's that's sad. I think that's sad. Um, but anyway, so we'll see what comes of that story. Was uh, Drake or his crew responsible? If so, this would be one of the highest profile uh, rap killings. I mean, really, I mean, other rappers have been killed in the meantime, but as far as like uh, two big rappers, or, you know, it may be this generation's Biggie and Tupac, if again, it's Drake. Again, I wasn't a huge fan of his music, but a lot of people were. I have a really good friend of mine who really likes him. He's kind of bummed out today that that happened. So, and a little bit happier news. I get it. 
A lot of people don't like Trump. I'm I'm not a huge fan of what's going on at the border right now. I let me rephrase it. I'm not a fan of. I don't know how to fix the situation at the border with the children. But that aside, that aside, because I don't want to get too political on the show. And I guess nowadays everything's political. But a couple months ago, uh, Trump announced that he wanted to start a space force. And he was doing it at some sort of ceremony for the military or some football game for the military. And it's funny, as he, because he goes completely off script like he always does, you see a bunch of young men standing behind him in the uniforms. And they're there to receive an award or it's part of some military celebration. And then Trump just starts going on about the Space Force and go on, go on. And eventually the young men in the back just kind of start looking at each other, laughing. It's actually really funny to see. I'll uh, find that video and post it in the links. And, of course, you're like, okay, that, that'd that be kind of cool. Today it is official. The Pentagon is beginning to set up a U.S. Space Force, a completely separate armed forces. We'll now have six armed forces, Army, Navy, Marines, Air Force, uh, Coast Guard, and U.S. Space Force. At its very least, we're going to have a space station with the dudes flying around little robots that are moving stuff out of the way at the very most we're gonna have armed spacecraft flying through the the, flying through space we're going to have basically x-wing fighters we're gonna have little clam ships with little little with little laser guns or little like rockets we're going to have all this amazing stuff. Now, they may not be manned. They may be drone-controlled. But guess what? They're going to be flying them from a space station. It's not going to be on Earth. You're not going to be in, sitting in some laboratory in Nevada flying these things. You're going to want to be up there I'm flying around these little robots. I'd love it if people climb in them and fly them around. Like little spaceships. The great thing about this, other than the whole childlike joy of building like fighter crafts in space is that you're going to create a whole new organization whose sole purpose is the militarization and exploration of space and every year they're going to have to justify their budget so every year they're going to be pushing farther and farther out into space hey we need 50 billion dollars why because we got to set up a base on the moon is law it, it, it if this is part of another organization on earth then they're always going to be like no 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 we we want to do that but we have to buy these tanks first you're going to have people generals who have to make sure that their budgets are there they're going to push so hard so hard to prove that they're worth the billions of dollars they get so they're going to do stuff. We're finally going to see people going back to the moon. We're finally going to see us spreading out. And what's going to happen too is that Russia and China and India, maybe even uh, South South Africa, a little African. Um, I always, I think we're going to end up in our lifetime seeing this huge Pan Africa um, alliance. And I think they'll also they have so many rare earth minerals and. I think I think the whole southern half of Africa could end up becoming some sort of pan-African alliance 
and you could see like a real life Wakanda type situation. They got it. Some stuff has to happen before then, but I definitely see that happening in our lifetime. But you're going to have these other world powers saying, you know what, we need to get up there. And of course you have the problem is that if we're building fighters, Russia wants to build fighters, India wants to build fighters, Africa wants to build fighters. And all of that. But I think the real thing is is that we spread out. Russia spreads out. We spread out. China spreads out. We spread out. India spreads out. And they're going to start mining these asteroids. We're going to start finally doing the things that we've talked about for the longest time. People complain about us mind stripping the planet and doing all these horrible things. We can do that in space. And what we're looking at right now. What we're looking at right now are this is the same decisions and the same naysayers that was going on when people wanted to launch galleons across the Atlantic. Where people are like, oh, you can't do that. It's totally not going to be worth it. We have these resources here. And other people saying, like, trust me, you're going to make quadruple your money if you invest in my ship. And people die. It's, and their wars fought. But in the end, the world is better off for it. Global trade, the discovering of the American continents by the Western world, um, trade with China, opening up all of those borders by going both through sea and land routes. I mean, we have to explore. We have to explore. And, And I just find that absolutely amazing that we are going to have a space forces in our lifetime and... I really hope that this gets other countries to do it and we all just start going out. We start going for those bases, going for those natural resources out there. I, I, I There was an article I read the other day. I'm going to pull it up here real quick. I didn't I plan on talking about it, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it in because I've kind of segued off into that. Let's see here. Everyone doing okay? I always like doing that little bit of segue uh, while I'm looking this up because I always feel super unprepared. Oh, boom, boom, boom. This, I'll put this in the links. This was from the Metro, dot, uh, the Metro News. The headline, New Asteroid Gold Rush Could Earn Everyone on Earth 75 Billion Pounds because it's a British British magazine. They're saying that NASA estimates that the total value of asteroids out there could be up to 700 quintillion pound dollars, equivalent to 75 billion pounds for each of us here on Earth. And they're saying that by going out there, the rare, the the minerals that take us so long to get here, the rare minerals that it takes us so long to get here, we can mine these uh, asteroids. It goes on to say that some have predicted that the mineral wealth is so vast it could destroy our world's economy. And then it talks about how uh, some people may mine them and hoard them for themselves. But if every country has its own asteroid mining operation, and there's not a shortage of them. So, I mean, this could be the post-scarcity world we're talking about. This could be... A point where we have so many resources, so many natural resources like this. this I'm almost speechless. This could be the beginning of that. Now, it's not easy. And there are going to have to be spending decisions made, obviously. This money's not money's not magical. It has to come from somewhere. But when you look at, we can spend our money on this... 
and X amount of people will have X amount of, uh, you know, decent life for X amount of years. Or we can spend more money and life is going to be hard for a lot of people. But in the end, it benefits everybody. You know, these are decisions that we'll have to make. But I do think a... I do think it's important to have people whose financial existence and their existence as a branch of the military is they have to show that they are we are getting some return from it, that it is worth it. And I think that we'll get that through them pushing farther and farther into space. So, Space Forces. If you're allowed to sign up at 41, I would totally sign up. I remember watching Starship Troopers and I thought, I would sign up for the military if I was fighting aliens. Not a huge fan of fighting people. And, go, you know, that's not... Well, I'm not a huge fan of, you know, killing people, I guess I should say. And But I did try to sign up after 9-11, and that didn't work out because I was too overweight. But I'm, I'm not anymore. I'm much slimmer now. So... Space Forces. And also, would it matter? Because I'd be in space. How much I weighed. I don't think I would have to really want to run a mile because I would just float everywhere. Okay, I, that was such a rant. I forgot. What was the second topic? Oh, yeah. Okay, so. We're going to try to get this. Uh, we, I got about seven minutes left here. So we'll see what we can do on this now. Not going to talk about John Gotti movie, even though that sounds absolutely terrible. I feel kind of bad for John Travolta. He's had two huge bombs. But anyways, maybe I'll talk about that later. Here's the thing. So I stumbled across this group. They're called the Resistance Movement. Now, they're not the Resistance Movement, the political Resistance Movement. The Resistance Against Trump. They're not the Resistance Movement from Star Wars movies, which is stupid. But anyways, this uh, so this is on their website, prepareforchange.net, and I'll post the link. Imagine this is your first, imagine you just stumble across this website. No, no, better yet, imagine a friend that you really trust, you trust their judgment, you think, you know, this person has their stuff together, and they say, you know what, blank, you know what, dead rabbit listener, Check out this website, prepareforchange.net, and you go to this website, and there's a picture that says the new, new Atlantis, and you're like, okay. And this is what you, this is the first paragraph you read. The main body of the resistance movement came to Earth from Planet X with the aid of teleportation chambers in December 1999. They have settled down in underground bases that were emptied before in severe battles between the dark forces and the remnants of Agartha Kingdom and the so-called organization. The organization was a forerunner for the resistance movement and was a leading resisting force against the Dark Ones throughout the human history. Between 1975 and 1999, they had their main command center about 1,000 feet below the underground railway system of New York when the weakened forces of the organization were refreshed with members of the resistance movement. They renewed together many underground dwellings and moved their main command center to a new location. And the article goes on from there. So, there is... There is a pull, there is a draw to living in a sci-fi universe. There is a draw to feel like there is a secret war going on that 
the world's not aware of, that one day you are woken up to that secret war. You are one of the few people who have that sacred information that the rest of the sheeple don't understand. But you do. And you know that when the time comes, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to know what's going on. You're going to know how to help the people close to you. And you're going to know how to help that cute girl that you've always had a crush on. You're going to be able to save her life and she'll reward you. Secondly, you're going to know what your true purpose is. You weren't born to be a college student in debt. You weren't born to be a tradesperson. You weren't born to be a barista or a clerk or unemployed. You were born to be a member of the resistance. And I get that appeal. I think I think that's just a natural thing in our world. Our world is fairly empty. We feel empty inside. Now, I feel my emptiness through stuff like this, by doing the podcast. I find this very, very um, fun. And I feel it through writing and doing artistic stuff and theater and things like that. And I think everyone can, can fill it some way. However, I think the easiest way to fill it is to daydream about stuff like this. Is there anything wrong with daydreaming? Not at all. If it interferes with your normal life, yes. But just daydreaming and sitting around and thinking, you know, when the Dark Ones finally wage their final assault on this world, the resistance movement, because I've been reading these articles and I've been... putting stuff in the comments because I've been donating to them and buying their books. They know me. They know Jason Carpenter. And I know what's going to happen. So once I start to see the signs, the mass arrests, when the evil ones, the dark ones, finally make their big push to take back their planet, and the resistance and the organization and the Agartha kingdom stand together i will be the ones in the street standing there saying stop evildoer i resist you and i'll be a hero but that's not the way the world works i wish it was it would be very exciting that's not the way it works it's too simple too simple even to think that um, the resistance movement came to Earth from Planet X with the aids of teleportation chambers in December 1999. And I think it's funny how specific that is. You can always sell a lie with specifics. That's one of the first things you learn is you're lying. Where'd you go? I went to the store. What'd you buy? Uh, bread. Versus where'd you go? I went to the store. I bought some bread. And, uh, yeah, and they, didn't, they gave me the wrong change. And you sell the lie with specifics. Specifics. I don't think this is true at all. I think you've already probably gathered that. But I don't think anyone's teleporting from Planet X. And the, the, this whole article, I mean, this there's a whole website. There's a ton and ton of page for this. It looks like they're even running some scam for African children, which is disgusting. 
Anyways, this this uh, I'll go on a little bit more if you need it. The resistance movement, and again, this I think apply it sells it to the egos of the people who believe this. So let's say that I, Jason Carpenter, I'm 41 years old. I'm a clerk. I'm not, which is all pretty much true. I'm not really doing anything in my life. I feel empty, and I come across this. The resistance movement consists of three concentric circles. The inner circle has a few dozen members, which are leaders of the resistance. Only those with extraordinary skills and ta- or extraordinary skills and talents, and those that are willing to accept great responsibility, can qualify for those positions. Whoa! Well, I, I have extraordinary skills. Sometimes I can remote view while I'm sleeping, and sometimes when I see someone look get a look across their face, I can tell they're annoyed by what I'm saying. I think I'm an empath. So right there, that first part, it just builds the, oh, I, and of course, oh, I love, I'm definitely built for taking responsibility. I will be a leader in the resistance. Okay, or, next part, the middle circle <clears throat> consists of hundreds of thousands of, and these are, these aren't, these are actually their grammar. It's not me misreading it. The middle circle consists of hundreds of thousands of members with special gifts Okay, so what type of special gifts do you think they're going to list here? When I was reading this the first time, 20 minutes ago, it says special gifts. I'm thinking like remote viewing or ESP or pyrokinesis. No, these are their special gifts. With special gifts for planning, organization, technology, research, and development, psychology, medicine, healing, spirituality, creativity, Art, music, dot, dot, dot. So the middle circle, so this resistance movement has these leaders who have extraordinary skills and are willing to accept great responsibility, which is funny because whenever you get on a plane, they always ask, who do you feel responsible enough to open the door? And I can imagine these people being like, I'll do it. I am a leader in the resistance. But anyway, so then the second, the second tier is people who have special gifts for planning who who doesn't have a special gift for planning like what makes one person a better planner than the other but then it just kind of trails off medicine healing spiritually spirituality have a special gift in spirituality whatever at least the first ones i can understand like you're a really good organizer you're i guess really good planner you know about technology but creativity art and music it just is why why? Who? Basically, you make it so broad that anyone can be part of the second circle. How? And it goes on. I'll get to that in a second. I think I don't know how much time I have left here. Um, not a lot. So I'm going to go on to this last circle here real quick. The outer circle are army forces. So then I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have a lot of special gifts with creativity, music, or art, and I'm a terrible planner, and I don't have um, the I don't want great responsibility, so I can't be a leader. So the outer circle are army forces. This is where the young guy who wears um, biker gloves and doesn't own a bike and dresses in all black with a trench coat. This is He's like, yeah, I'll be in the army forces. That's me. These are not soldiers as we know them on the surface, but experienced interplanetary fighters who do not fight only with blind force, but have reached a high level of spiritual development also. Their purpose is to liberate the surface of Earth from the dark forces and to assist humanity in building a new civilization.
Ugh, wrestling dark ones. Don't get my outfit dirty, though. Because I have to take it to the dry cleaner. <sighs> Going back to what I said a couple episodes. This, uh, okay, this reads like fan fiction. There's more stuff. I may go into it again. This, this to me, is more irritating than Who Shot John Lennon. Because Who Shot John Lennon... He, he's, he's asking you for money, and I bought his book. But I'd been reading his website for years. This one is has the right on the top. It has our donate button. It's running some sort of charity for people in Malawi. Malawi. Has all these clickbaity ads on it. Um, this is a money-making operation. The who shot John Lennon was a is a guy who is tormented with what he sees as the truth. This is a money making operation. They're selling people a bill of goods. The resistance doesn't exist. The dark ones doesn't exist. They don't exist. All of this stuff is fake, and people are buying into it. And you're selling people something because they have nothing else. They have that hole in them, and you're taking advantage of that. And that's what pisses me off. That's that's what pisses me off the most about conspiracy theory stuff. If you want to tell a story, tell a story. Don't sell a story. I'm Jason Carpenter, and this is Dead Rabbit Radio.